0: Six. quick quick intro hello everybody welcome to the heavy metal Over six-pack podcast and the return of our um maiden of metal uh segment that we are restarting here in the uh fabulous 2023 we um we're actually very excited we ju- we uh we've had a focus on like bringing in the uh the front person for this segment but like having somebody that's actually on like the the, the back line yeah. of the stage today um lenny from encore Mm-hmm. Good job. Good job. You did good. Job. <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> we, just, we just talked about it two minutes ago. And I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> but Eleni, welcome officially. Thank you for uh, joining us on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's um a pleasure.
0: So, brief research um, for, for everybody on our listening audience. Probably one of the hardest working musicians that I've ever had the uh, pleasure <laughs> of uh, researching, like prior to. Um, I guess as a start, I mean, we all know what uh, 2020 and 2021 did to everybody with um, the situation with COVID and pretty much kind of stopped the world, especially in the music industry, not being able to get out there live. But uh, Encore came out swinging with uh, with a pile of singles, including uh, the, the latest one, Prisoner, mm-hmm. which is going to be on the, the upcoming album coming in uh, spring of 2023, I believe it was.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Tell, tell us how that period was for you guys, because it doesn't seem like it sounds like you guys had to do the stop and the pause like the rest of us, but you came out swinging. So, I mean, it, it seemed like a working period for you.
1: Uh, well, actually, I joined Anchor pretty recently in um, September of 2022. So in during the COVID period, I wasn't a part of the band. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, but uh, from what I know, they stopped releasing new music for two years just to prepare extra stuff, uh, and get better other crafts but i was uh, part of another uh, band metal band called nervosa i don't know if you know them
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i pretty much uh, spent the whole quarantine and also 2022 with nervosa until august of 2022 so a lot of touring with them and a new album with them and I joined Anchor now, and this single "Prisoner" is uh, the first song we did together as a group.
2: And it's a, it's a very good song. It's on my playlist, so it's good. I like it. Glad you like it's it. It's fun. It's it's definitely. It's so so. I mean, I listened to the the album kind of prior to as well, which I I know you're not part of, but like. There's such a diversity, and like even like just one song, it goes like hard and fast, and then it's like nice and quiet and pretty, and it's 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 so. If you use the word again, versatile. It's it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it has a lot of diversity. I think someone called it a very bipolar song because it has all the different moods. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, for sure, 100. Um, So my question, obviously coming from nervosa, it's. I imagine it's a lot different music-wise, because Nervosa is a lot more intense,
1: right? Yeah, it's thrust death metal. So, right. yeah, the, the music style is quite different.
2: So it must be it must be neat to kind of be able to kind of go in a different direction a little bit, right, I feel? Uh,
1: it's nice. It's like uh, going back to my roots, actually, because okay. um, I mostly listen to metalcore, alternative metal, new metal, oh. these types of music. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I never played extreme thrash metal before joining Nervosa. So Nervosa was kind of new to me and I have to improve some stuff to be able to adapt to the band. And sure, so sure. with anger it's like being more in my comfort zone, if I can say something like that.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So you, if I'm correct, going by... um now, I'm I'm a drummer myself, so I use, and I never know if I pronounce this, is it paste or is it paste?
1: Actually, it's paste.
2: Oh, so I'm way off.
1: Uh, a German guy told me, because I oh, used okay. to call it wrong. Uh, I think I was calling it paste or something like that, okay. but a German guy, you know, because paste is a German brand, sure. he told me it's pronounced paste.
2: Okay. All right. Well, now let's see. We're learning something every new. Um, so... Going by the small biography that I read, so you started pretty young with your with your drumming, right?
1: Yeah, at the age of 12. Yeah, Slipknot did that to me.
2: Slipknot, <laughs> Slipknot, slip George Orson, yeah, that, that's fair.
0: You were, ever, you were able to get by the uh, keg with the baseball bat go right to the actual
1: instrument? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, I think my first drum set was my bicycle seat. You know, I was using it as a practice pad they until they got me them? an actual kit. Yeah, that's
2: cool. So, um, once starting that, is that kind of been your focus since? Has that always been what you've wanted to push for? Uh,
1: well, when I started, I mostly did it as a you know a joke, something fun because I really got into sleep and I saw Joy Jordan like he was a god, <laughs> but I wasn't super committed. I wasn't that much into. Being a musician, mm-hmm. I don't come from a family of musicians, so sure. it wasn't something very common for us. Sure. So I wasn't really practicing. I was mostly playing PlayStation, to be honest. Okay, that's fair. And I was just hitting my drum kit once in a while. But uh, growing up, I got even more into music. I started forming bands in high school, uh, and I got so in love with it that I pretty much lost interest for anything else. Mm-hmm. And it was like a one-way road for me because I didn't even like school or doing something more prestigious, let's say. Sure. It's not a very correct word, but it's what the world thinks, that it's more prestigious. Other jobs are more prestigious. Fuck them, but (laughs) you know. Uh, Yeah, and I only only cared about music, so I decided this is it for me, and then I started working like crazy to achieve it. Okay, that's very
2: nice. So it's cool that you've been committed to the to the one thing. Um,
0: at one point in your life, would you say that that actually changed? Like your focus would be like this is it? This is what we're gonna do now. And because I mean, uh, your your resume is impressive, like with the education. I mean, you, I, I'm even seeing on your Instagram. I can sign up for lessons over Skype.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep, uh, at around sixteen years old, because you know I was uh, close to finishing school and. I had to apply for university and I had to start choosing something and I was only listening to music all day and playing with high school bands and only caring about that. So I thought if I'm gonna do something with my life, that's it and drums had a way of making me feel more free, Mm -hmm. you know, and powerful and strong. So. I said, that's my time. But if I'm going to do it, I have to be serious about it. So no more PlayStation and bullshit (laughs) like that. And now it's time to work. And I started working my ass off. Like, even in school days, I was playing four hours per day. So
2: Mm -hmm. shows for sure.
1: Thanks. And after that, yeah, I went to music school to get a degree. And I did a lot of freelance just to get my name out there in a way.
0: Early on in your life as a uh, as a uh, drummer and especially a female drummer, how do you feel you were received by the uh, you, by the public sorry. by other bandmates?
1: Like you said, early on. Yeah, like
0: early in your life when you started when you first started forming mm. bands. Like how, how how would you feel you were you were received as a uh, female drummer or like from the scene or anywhere that you played out or?
1: Oh, in the beginning, especially it was terrible uh, because it was fifteen years ago. It- like now we're kind of more progressed as a society, but ten years ago, it was even worse. I was a kid, a very small kid, and even in, st- in stature, I was always very small. So I didn't have the build to be a drummer. And I grew up in a small society, not in the capital of Greece that I live now. So it was so uncommon that people were just laughing at me. Uh, when I got up on stage, uh, they just laughed in my face. So not very fun. And even, you know, bands, they didn't accept me. I had to show them videos of me playing so they could accept me. When I said I can play the drums, they just laughed. They had, they needed some proof.
0: Yeah, that's too bad though. I give you a lot of credit, because being in an atmosphere like that, I mean, it would be very easy to to walk away and say, "Okay, well, the, I, like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I, I I can't handle this, and like, what, and give it up." But I give you a lot of credit for for sticking with it, and you know, kind of proving with your actual talent. It's like, yeah, I belong here.
1: It's just I'm very stubborn in everything, not just in the round. So when you tell me you I can't do something, I get so pissed off that I have to do it.
2: It's not a bad mentality to have.
0: But
1: I mean, look what it's brought That's you, true. you
0: know. <laughs> That's true. If I may ask, how actually tall are you?
1: Um, the reason why I asked, one- just,
0: just so you know, I'm looking at your second picture on your Instagram right here. Like it looks like you're about the size of the symbol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, pretty much, yeah. Um, for European measurements, I'm 150. So I think for yours, it's 411. 411 for US, okay. if I'm correct.
0: Okay. You are a tiny person.
1: I know, I know. I'm being reminded <laughs> of it every day, everybody tells me that.
0: You must yeah. ninja your way around you like, well, you're a drum kit, that's awesome.
1: That's why I play in a small drum kit. I hate big drum kits because yeah. of that, <laughs> yeah.
0: And again, I mean, I mean, no disrespect. I'm not picking on you whatsoever. I think it's awesome, actually.
1: Oh, no, uh, you know, I see myself in the mirror every day. I know I'm super short, but it's funny, so it's okay. And I fit in small places. Yeah, exactly. Well, nobody
0: else can, so it's okay. You made a point that um, just kind of a like a not to be a downer in a serious but You made you made a point that like we've actually come a long way, like pro, um, progressively as like society and like um, uh, female members obviously in metal bands. At one point, it used to be like a niche thing. It's like used to be it's like oh, you're doing this so you can grab attention, or like you want to be that one that one different um. Is there does it get to ever get to a point in like your professional career because obviously you've experienced success um, both of your bands. I mean the band that you, uh, with Encore that now that you're playing with obviously has had success with their uh, four previous albums and one on the way. Um, nervosa,'ve you've had, you've had success. Does it get to a point in the in like the metal community that you just want to be accepted as a member of the metal community and you want to lose like the, the female aspect of it? It's like we're all here as like one. Like, not necessarily because I'm here as a female member and you're here as, you know, whatever the typical male member would be. Like, What, what are your at feelings least, on that?
1: At least for me personally, I would love to just be the same, you know, mm-hmm. not being treated differently. I don't care about being, you know, like I don't care about receiving more attention because of my gender sure. or being treated in a special way. I would prefer to be treated as, You know the tall, big guy that (laughs) plays drums in the other band. So, right,
2: exactly. My
1: my life would be easier, and you know, equality is nice. So, I don't care about like ah, female drummer. Let's check her out. I want to be checked out if I play well. If somebody likes my drumming, cool. If he doesn't or she doesn't, cool as well. I don't care.
2: Right. No, absolutely. You want to be known for the music, not the person behind it.
1: Yeah.
0: Forgive me for not knowing my history. Are you are are you in Nervosa still
1: involved? No, no, no. I uh, left uh, Nervosa in August, yeah, this okay. uh, of two thousand twenty-two. Just re
0: re re realigning my timeline. I was uh, embarrassed by my first question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, anchor is the anchor is the only like one of the moment. Is that kind of where everything's focused or?
1: Uh, it's my the only band I'm a permanent member of. Uh, apart from that, I just do session work, like I right. play with bands to, to cover for a show or two, but just that.
2: Okay, Okay. yeah, because I, yeah, I think it's the, the session drummer, right? Is that the idea?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, gigs, recordings and stuff like that. Yeah, but Tancor is the only band I play in officially.
0: For you personally, I know you mentioned Slipknot it was, uh, was a uh, was a heavy influence on you. Is there any other musical influences that you would highlight that you would say has driven you throughout your career? I uh,
1: you mean, drummers or just music in general? Just, just
0: music in general.
1: Uh, like for drummers, I would say uh, Daniel Erlandson of Arch Enemy, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Holland, like more, you know, these more modern drummers like Luke okay. Holland, Art Rota, Bart Kolstad of Leprush, all these guys. And musical in general, the bands I grew up with, um, let's say, made me who I am today, in a way, are Slipknot, Nightwish, mm-hmm. um, Epica, Arch Enemy, and a lot of soundtrack music. Um, Like uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, soundtrack. Okay, that's cool. Uh, The Black Panther soundtrack that is full of percussion. This played a huge role on my influences.
2: That's cool, yeah. Very very neat.
1: Yeah, stuff like that.
2: Definitely unique, which is cool. I mean, it's, it's nice. The soundtracks never get the love I feel like they deserve sometimes. So it's cool that you've taken from those.
1: They're cool because normally they have a lot of percussion, so it's a yeah. nice source of inspiration to sure. think of how to compose in different ways.
0: Absolutely. Have you always been a metal fan?
1: Uh, I think I was more of a metalhead than I am now, in a way. like yep. When I was a kid, I was such a diehard metalhead. I would always wear band t-shirts mm-hmm. with logos and I would be, even put corpse paint, you know, in Halloween and stuff like that. I still love metal, of course, and metal will be always my favorite music, but growing up I started listening also to other stuff, like more pop, R&B and everything, but as a kid it was only metal. If it's not metal, it's not good. So I think I was a super diehard metal head <sighs> as a kid.
2: You got to evolve a little bit though, you know, oh, to yeah. find the different genres.
0: Speaking of different different genres, and I'm, I'm sure you're well aware of uh, of uh, Encore's uh, vast cover cover library, like of the cover songs that they do. Have oh you, yeah have you Have you been a part of any of those?
1: No, no yet. Um, yeah. We haven't okay. recorded any yet, but probably said, in a future you, version.
0: You said yet though. So <laughs> what, then what what are we working on?
1: <laughs> well, we, we haven't. We won't tell. We won't yet. tell
0: anybody other than everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, there's nothing to tell yet. Uh, we haven't worked on that yet, but definitely something's gonna come in the near future. Because
0: cool. one of the questions I was also gonna ask, and obviously this would just be, I guess, an opinion of yours, like with their vast library of covers, I mean, they, they cover a broad spectrum of music, whether it be rap and even as much like down to Bohemian Rhapsody and mm-hmm. like Linkin Park and like, like all. How does a cover song get selected
1: uh, I haven't actually discussed this with the guys, but yeah. I think in general, it depends on, you know, if everybody in the band likes a song, uh, if it's trending because it helps, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if it's about the business as well. And fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, but it has to be, the song has to have some kind of trend sure. around it. And if it makes a good metal cover, I
0: guess. Mm. So let me, ask, let, let me rephrase the question this way then. If you were to bring a song to them that you would say, we should do a metal cover of this, like what would be like like a song selection of yours that you would present to them? Oh, shit. Like maybe, it's like, maybe... It's, like, maybe it's like, you know, I had this song question. on and I actually put like a little drum track to it. And like we can actually, put, I think we could have some fun with this.
1: Definitely Katy Perry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Katy Perry and I think she makes very good metal covers. Very okay. good breakdowns. Uh, she actually does. So like maybe, I agree
0: with that. Like I, I agree with that quite quite much.
1: Yeah, Dark Horse or ET or whatever. She has very good songs. Lady Gaga for sure works perfectly for this kind of stuff. That would be good uh, I love I love a, one just one song by by Miley Cyrus, the Midnight Sky. So that would make also a very nice cover. Cool. And Arctic Monkeys. That's it.
2: Okay, okay, I could see
0: that. Sure. Have you heard Miley, Miley Cyrus's rock song?
1: No, uh, no, no, actually, I don't follow her in general. So, no. It's good? No. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, okay. No. <laughs> That's
0: just one person's opinion, however. Right. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously when we do these segments um we we try to actually like personally go like towards the um like like more of you as like a profile as like an artist and not and not focus too much on like the band stuff so like well we got um we have an array of like odd questions that like we like to ask all of our interviewees so we'll get that in a couple of a couple of moments but sticking with the the band questions um it looks like you played some like you, you've had the opportunity to play some pretty impressive shows be a part of like festivals um Again, I'm sorry, there's a small hole in my research. Have, have you ever been able to play the United States?
1: Yeah, I did a um, five-week tour in North America, including okay. the U.S. and Canada, with nervosa supporting distraction.
0: Perfect. So my first question would be, a, a North American crowd versus a European crowd. Ooh. Like, what, <laughs> like, that, like what, that... what, what would be the... How would you describe the differences and? I don't. I don't want. You don't need to identify a favorite, but like, what would be the differences between the between the the scenes?
1: Actually, uh, it's about its country. For example, there are uh, European countries like more in the north uh, that you know the crowd is a bit more reserved. Not only compared to the U.S. and Canada, but also compared to the southern. European countries, uh, so in the north the crowd is uh, more reserved in general, uh, but they show their support in other ways. They are always there for the meet and greet and everything. So they are very invested in the show, but I think it's their culture to be more reserved while while they observe the show. Sure. While southern European countries are exactly the same as you know uh, North American crowds, like Spain, Portugal. Uh, Greece also where I live, people are fucking crazy in the show, <laughs> they're super crazy, but that applies also to Canada, we played yeah. in uh, Toronto and Montreal, people were nuts, it was yeah. amazing, and uh, you know, in many uh, US uh, places too, like I San Diego, and uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, and many other places, the crowds were nuts. So it has to do with the culture of each place. I saw in the U.S. also places that the crowd was more reserved, but the majority, they were very enthusiastic and almost crazy, but in a good way. Good.
0: What atmosphere would you say gives you more energy? Like, is it the uh, the crazy, like heavy involved crowd or the people that are invested that you know for a fact they're going to be lined up at your, at your table, like after you're set?
1: Uh, both. I haven't, I think, equal energy with both. My only uh, thing is when the crowd is super crazy, you know, I tend to forget what I play because I'm so focused on the crowd that's doing crazy stuff. That sometimes I'm like, "Where am I in the song? What (laughs) am I saying?" I I almost forget stuff because I see people jumping around, falling from you know, hanging from the ceiling or something, (laughs) trying to climb on the stage. Super crazy stuff. (laughs) That's
0: funny. Another question I had and I've always I've actually always wanted to ask of a um, like a band that was based out of a um, based out of like Europe or, you know, other parts of the world. Is it English is obviously not your first language, I'm guessing.
1: No, Greek.
0: And for, and for the most part, I would say most of the people, most of the folks in Europe, English would not be their first language. Why, what, why do you think the reason is that, like, most music actually comes out ma- mainly in English? Because, I mean, um, there are bands like, you know, Rammstein that have, like, you know, held, like, kept with, like, German, and they've been able to be, you know, a worldwide success. So, so why the, and, um? so it's actually a two-part question. Why, why do they always seem to be based in English? And, like, how do the European countries actually kind of, like, relate to that, like, as a fan?
1: Um. First of all, I think English works perfectly as a language with its structure, you know, the way it sounds and everything. It's a very easy to make it sound melodic, aggressive, whatever you want. So okay. it's a very easy language to handle. For example, German, yeah, Rammstein made made it their brand and it's amazing. But, you know, it's like uh, the way of their songs that make German work for them. If it was faster music, maybe German wouldn't work so well or mm-hmm. something. Um, for example, Spanish is very similar to English. So I think Spanish would work equally as good, uh, let's say. Greek would be probably hilarious. I wouldn't want to listen to Greek lyrics in metal. It would probably never work very well. Uh, But yeah, I think it's how easy English is to adapt to any music and how the European uh, crowds accept it. I I think they accept it. For example, here in Greece, uh, nobody would ever listen to metal with Greek lyrics. I think everybody would laugh because it wouldn't sound good. Even if it's our language, we would just accept that it doesn't sound good. The language doesn't work for it. So
0: It makes a lot of sense. It does. I I never thought of it in that, which is why I'm I'm so glad I asked finally. All these silly things that I think of that I never get to... like. (laughs) It's like, hey, there's a European artist right in front of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> ask the <a> question. question.
2: <laughs> That's cool, though. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, we, me and Marcus actually kind of picked up. Um, so when you played, can you read sheet music?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. I normally a lot do of that people... for my session gigs.
2: Okay, I have I... you know
1: the memory of a goldfish, so reading really helps when you have to learn long sets, please. <laughs> No, that's
2: So, total sense. Yeah. It's just, it's such, I mean, from at least people that we've met and, and whatnot, the sheet music thing is is very uncommon. So, it's, it's cool to see somebody actually utilize it.
0: I keep referring back yeah. to your awesome Instagram account. There was a video that was actually fixated <coughs> on where, like, you were obviously doing like a recording session and like your whole person was like just going all over, like a, that you're just ninjaing around, but you were glued to that sheet that was like on your left. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, like two things. One, that's impressive. Two, that sheet must look insane. <laughs> like with all the actual.
1: Yeah, people tell me that. You know, it's years of practice to do that. At first I yeah. was just dropping sticks and playing all, all the wrong stuff. But yeah. now it's pretty easy to do. It's like a matter of habit. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Bro.
0: So you can read the matrix. So if you saw the code actually come down the screen, you would be able to like, identify what that is telling you.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> worse. So, yeah. That's
0: right. Be an interesting drum beat. Have you watched yeah. The Matrix and just put a drum track to it?
2: I'm sure you could.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome, actually.
0: Yeah, right. So, uh, I noticed um,
2: it says you worked on a few Greek TV talk shows. I imagine this is kind of like I, a, a session drummer, right?
1: Yeah, I haven't done it in the last two years because I was mostly on tour, but yeah, I did that. It was cool. Not my favorite job compared to others, but it was cool.
2: It's neat. It's it's definitely different.
0: (laughs) Cool.
1: Yeah, different world completely from metal. I would
2: would imagine.
0: If you were to do anything other than music right now, what do you think you're... uh,
2: Oh, no, that's fine.
0: Bear with us one second.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. We should be able to do it.
0: Good. Yeah, it's like more than two people that you would have to. Yeah, uh, I think that's why. Yeah, okay. I think
2: we're fine. We Zo- Zoom's yelling at us.
1: Oh, the good. 40 minute uh, limit.
2: Yeah, but I guess oh, I,
1: for... I use Zoom for lessons. So I know it happens.
0: Gotcha. Yeah bit 40 dance but anyway to repeat my i'll start over with my question if um if you if you were doing anything other than music right now what do you think a chosen profession would be
1: shit probably something with movies i, I thought about that as a teenager if music didn't work out like uh i work in movie they move industry somehow as so a filmmaker the camera or behind, um, the camera? Uh, behind the camera uh behind the camera i, I hate acting or the idea of acting and I'm probably terrible at it but I would love to you know write scripts or work with a camera stuff like that I used to experiment with cameras as a kid so okay yeah cool very cool all
0: right we have a so we try to have a little bit of fun with these interviews so like for you personally like we we have a, a segment we call a six questions not necessarily about your music
1: mm-hmm <laughs> so we'll,
0: we'll ask you a whole bit, the, the whole idea. Yeah. Just have some fun with it or tell us that that's a stupid question. You guys, you guys are <laughs> dumb, not answering that, but it, it gives a, it gives our listening audience an opportunity to, you know, learn who you are as a, uh, as a person. Mm-hmm. I think an easy one to start off with a softball. If, um if you were able to have any superhero power, what would you have and why?
1: Ooh, read minds.
0: No. That's that's a new one. Yeah, that's a new
1: one. Because I always wonder what people think, and sometimes you know, if I knew the actual thoughts of people, I would solve many problems in my life. So this Mm -hmm. would be superpower. Yeah, a bit intrusive, but you know, we're speaking hypothetically, so who cares? (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Question two. Good answer, by the way. Very interesting. Question two. If you're at a grocery store or market, and you have your <laughs> cart, and you load all of your product into your vehicle, do you <laughs> bring the cart to the corral, back to the store, or do you leave it in the space next to your car, and off you go?
1: Actually, I do. I take it back in the store.
0: Well, fully committed. We have the most noble musicians in the world on this show. I think it was like everybody- Actually,
1: I was in the supermarket before this podcast, and I did that. I went back in the store. Cool. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Follow-up question. Uh, question two: B. If you happen to see another person not bring their cart back, do you say anything to them, or do you just give them a cursory glance?
1: I I just look at them weird, but I don't yeah. say anything. I think I hate fights, so I try okay. to avoid them at any cost.
0: Okay, that takes off one of my questions then. Okay. <laughs> Can't do the fight club question. She doesn't okay. like the fight. It's okay. We got other ones. Do you have one in the mind, by any chance?
2: Kind of of, but it's the long one, the one with the witch. I'm going to roll that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You, know, <laughs> you do you do better than I do. I do
0: it better than yep. you do? All right. <clears throat> you have to use your imagination for this one. I'm going to kind of set a scene for you. Now, this is for <laughs> any piece of music that you will ever hear for the rest of your, the rest of your days. You go, you're walking down the street, and an evil witch bumps into you she gets upset, she casts an evil spell on you. From here on out, when you listen to any music, you are not gonna be able to hear one element of it. Either the drums, the guitar or strings, or the vocals. What would you be able to go the rest of your, the rest of your days without ever hearing again?
1: The drums. Because I could imagine what I would like to be played at least. That's
2: a neat way to think of it, but yeah. Just but with the nothing. other
1: instruments, you know, I wouldn't create something cool in my head if the vocals were missing. I would just listen to instrumental music for my whole life. I'm <coughs> sorry.
2: That's a fair. you to know, you know, make your own drums, essentially. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but you can't hear them. Hmm? It's the point of the game. You can't hear them. But you can hear them in your head. That's what I'm trying to get Exactly. You're to get no, you can't, you can't hear them in the... your head? No, they're
0: not there. Oh, what do you mean? They're, they're gone. Sense. They don't exist
2: anymore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> but another noble musician that, that acts as their 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 portion of it.
2: Most people actually, most lead singers remove their the vocals. Yeah, they never want. They never want to hear
1: themselves. Again. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. I hate hearing my drum. So, yeah.
0: All right, question four. Let's say you're on death row and you get you get the you get a final meal. What would your final meal be? It can have anything you want in any quantity you want.
1: Okay, uh, a veg burger with um, sweet potato fries, lots and lots and lots of ketchup, and uh, peanut butter and chocolate milkshake.
2: Okay and, butter and chocolate milkshake. No more I like my peanut butter. Yeah, got some salt. All okay. right.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Any questions was that? I
2: think one more. You got one more, one more.
0: All right, if you could set up this is, this this uh, this uh this question is kind of about your music. If you could set up, um, mm-hmm. if you could set up like an amazing like world tour for yourself, you could be the opener, the headliner, anything else. It could be from anybody at any point in time in history. Let's let's say four or five bands. Like who would you go on a massive world tour with?
1: Oh wow! Uh, bring me the horizon. Uh, Architects, Silent Planet, um. Ah, Corn, okay. Anchor. So it makes <laughs> yeah. five bands. Probably Corn would be the headliners, I guess. And then, right after Bring the Horizon, I guess it goes with you know the how famous its its band, band is. But yeah, this is like the theme. Awesome. Like,
0: it. um, a band like Corn who has like such a va- such a vast like they've just been around like forever, pretty much my lifetime, and I'm old as dirt. Um, what's it, what's your what's it, what's your favorite album from Corn? Isis,
1: Isis, I would say. Okay, all
0: right, so old school, cool.
1: yeah, nice, cool. What do you? Oh think yeah, I'm it? an old school fan. I've been listening to them. I think so, as ten or something. So I think I prefer their old school era.
0: How does a 10-year-old get a hold of corn?
1: (laughs) You know, YouTube existed. So uh, I got introduced to sleeping by a friend in school and then uh, corn popped up in the suggested YouTube videos.
0: Okay. So you had the coolest parents in the world because like when I was 10 years old, I think my parents were still trying to make me watch Barney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my mom was making me watch the Smurfs. But I had cool, cool classmates. So I think they say okay. yeah,
2: even or no yeah, that's
0: fair. So, so other 10-year-old's parents were cool. Yeah. Yours, were, yours were run of the mill like the rest of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got two minutes. Two minutes, is what it says? Oh my god. <laughs> um, thank you so much for the time. This was fun, Eleni.
1: Thank you for having me. It was so cool.
0: Anything we can plug for you? Anything coming up or anywhere we should uh, tell our folks to go find you? Uh,
1: or the best probably, places,
0: I should say, to go find you? I know you're all over the place.
1: Um, for social media, Instagram and YouTube, it's Drums, And, you know, you get, it, it would be cool if you could listen to the new Anchor single called Prisoner. Maybe you will like it. Maybe not. Do you could check it out. And, yeah. That's
0: it. We can't wait for the album. The uh, the direction of Prisoner is, is is wicked cool compared to like the previous Encore ca- catalog. So look, uh, look forward to the album in 2023.
1: Sure. Thank you. And yeah, so we'll look, uh, stay tuned for the album because it's going to come in the following months. Uh, we don't have any tour dates announced, but probably they're going to be announced soon. Okay,
0: yeah, definitely keep it in mind. Sounds good. Thank you so much again. Thank have you. a great day. Thank you for, Thank you for having the time.
1: me. Thank you. It was Thank super you. fun. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Take care.
0: That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy
1: Metal Over Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and...